Welcome to Big SEC Guys. I'm your host, Daniel Poppy Southers, and this is my co-host, Tucker, the damn good dog, Compton. We are the Big SEC Guys. They're the Big SEC Guys. We're excited to welcome this week's special guest, Alex the Shark Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our week six episode of Big SEC, guys. This week, we're going to mix it up with a very, very special guest. We've got Alex the Shark Brown, professional gambler from Las Vegas. Listeners, I got to be honest, this is our first... uh, I think we have to use the term. This is our first celebrity guest. Um, This is a guy who's the largest individual contest winner in the history of Las Vegas. He's coming on the big SEC guys pod because we're very close friends and we're going to talk betting extravaganza this week. We're going to look at the six SEC games. We're going to talk bets. We're going to talk over unders. We're going to talk player props. Alex, pumped to have you on the pod. How you doing today, bud? Uh, doing fantastic. Thank you, Dan, for the very kind introduction. It's, uh, it's thrilling for me to be on uh, and uh, to be able to discuss the SEC, uh, far and away the best conference in college football. Uh, so hopefully I can uh, you know, uh, not let the viewers down and give some good picks here. But uh, quite, quite the honor uh, to just uh, be able to not only be a, a guest picker here, but you know, your first guest appearance. So can't wait. Love it. This is like uh, this is like college game day, Tuck. We've had a few celebrity guests now, and we got the uh, the guest pickers. I like it. Yeah, Tuck, how you feeling this Thursday? I, well, first, I'm pumped to have Alex on. Uh, I've been wanting to have a gambling forward podcast for a little bit, so I'm pumped to get into it, get into the numbers, get into you know the vibes of these teams. I feel like that's what you got to write on half the time here. I'm sure Alex is more of a, a numbers guy. But I'm curious to see who he's going with this week and, and see if we agree, disagree, whatever. But, um, you know, have, having someone like him on is, is, is an honor and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Love it. And I've got to, Alex, I've got to share one more accolade. So last year, for those of you who don't, don't know, Alex uh, won the, the Big Vegas uh, Survivor League for NFL Survivor Picks. He was the literally the biggest winner contest winner in Vegas history. That's, that's not hyperbole. That's a fact. And then not only did he win the NFL survivor, uh, we did a college football, uh, weekly pick them through, I think it was the William Hill casino. Is that right, Alex? That's, that's, that's right. Yeah. It was, uh, William Hill, um, William it was Hill. 10 weeks. You pick eight, eight games against the spread for 10 weeks. Um, yeah. and it's best record against those 80 games. Ten um, weeks, eight picks, and we came in. Uh, we came in fifth overall in the world, which was crazy. Uh, and we were two picks away from winning. Fun fact, Tuck. Uh, we switched over. One of our switches the last week was to Georgia, and they didn't cover. And uh, that really that was a that was a heartbreaker for us. But top five in the NFL and top five picking college football. So we've got ourselves the guru himself, the shark. He's here. Well, I appreciate the kind words. That's that's one of my great disappointments, though, that I didn't get us through to number one last year. Uh, we should, as you mentioned, we should have closed it out there, and uh, was disappointed that William Hill did not continue their 
college pick them out here. So uh, if they had, it would have been an easy, uh, well, I guess it wouldn't be a repeat since we didn't win, but I think we would have had it this year. Yes. So we'll just do our regular college bets and, uh, and who knows, maybe pick up another finish in one of the pro contests. How many people were in this deal out of curiosity? Yeah, well, the college one, uh, I believe it. So it was a uh, half a million dollar guarantee. Um, I think it was. I think they got in just under that guarantee total. So I think it was just under five hundred entries. Um, but so we're basically right in the top one percent. Five out of just under a hundred, or excuse me, five hundred, and should have been um, better. The, the 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 survivor one was just pretty crazy because that one um, was sixty over sixty one hundred entries, and of course that's your typical elimination uh, where once you're knocked out if you lose a game or tie a game you're out and that just kept getting dwindled down and dwindled down to where it ended up being me and one other entry uh which is how the number got so big as far as the payout um but that was a definitely once in a lifetime type so so did you share with that guy or did because i I feel like in a pick them i I know it's obviously easier than it ends up being if i mean if y'all dwindled down from 6100 to two but just out of curiosity like did y'all split it or did we, you beat him at the tail end yeah no we, we split it because we both went um 20 and 0 in the contest so 18 weeks of the nfl and then they make you pick two games on christmas and thanksgiving week so we were the only two left so we uh me and the other group it was actually a group of guys but they were their one entry that can that controlled that um and we, we split it they were they were good guys they were uh kind of some who's who people have been in vegas and stuff so uh, it, it was uh, it was a fun group group of uh, guys to split it with, and uh, yes, it was a good story. That's awesome. And listener, I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna out the dollar amount, but Alex, I, I I hope it's fair to say it was a multiple multiple millions of dollars was the payout. I it mean, yeah, not- we could just say it, it was a thousand dollar entry for each entry, and there was six over sixty one hundred entries, and then two there you go. the whole thing. So you know. Do the uh, math for the math. Amazing arithmetic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the math incline, not not hard to figure out the dollar amount. Um, well, I love it, Alex. We're pumped to have you on. Uh, let's Real dive in. Let's dive in. Let's start with a good one. So, noon game, noon game, ESPN, LSU playing Missouri, Memorial Stadium in Columbia, not South Carolina, Columbia, Missouri. LS the line line here, folks. LSU minus four over under sixty five. Alex, I want to go straight to you. Who are you taking in this one? Yeah, well, I'll start with some commentary. This is one of the games where I, I you know, I don't want to disappoint everyone right off the bat. I don't have a super strong feel, but it's uh, it's interesting because I always look at the numbers when they come out, like the Sunday night, and this started up. I believe it was six point five LSU being favored. And as you said, it's dwindled its way all the way down to four, uh, and it's only Thursday here. So uh, clearly that shows you uh, there's some action uh, on the people, on the Columbia, Missouri, uh, and, and them trying to win. So, I mean, I think that's sort of the direction I would lean. I, I, I love LSU's offense. Uh, clearly their defense uh, is way worse than I realized to start the year. Um, but I, I still really like the offense, which is why it's tough for me to um, – be big on Missouri, but um, if if anything, if I provide anything, which viewers already may know, but the number is definitely getting bet down towards Missouri there. I like it. So who are you taking? Who's the pick? Yeah, uh, you know, I think uh, I think at this point, um, I'll I'll go with the way the action's moving, and and I'll lean with Missouri plus four. But it's more of a more of a lean, not a 
uh, not a super strong uh, guarantee, if you will. I like yeah, it. In case you haven't noticed, Alex, we're going to force you into making yeah, lean, yeah. lean locks. Every game. <laughs> well, gotta, we're going to make you pick every game. The good thing about the podcast is you, you can make a bet on the podcast and not do it with your own money. Um, that is true. true. It's for the people. Um, for the but, uh, my point on this one, I see two poor secondaries with two quarterbacks that are really coming into their own. And I've got last week I was mad at myself because we we said we wanted to bet over LSU Ole Miss 67, but yeah. we were like, man, that's way too many points. And then they almost hit it in the first half. <laughs> yeah, so my bet on this game is going to be over 65 points uh, with the LSU Missouri with the Tigers showdown, I guess you could call it. And then I also got a prop bet on this because I was looking up some players. And honestly, I, I was looking for this number in particular. I only have one prop bet today. I know Dan has a lot more. But I'm going to go ahead and get mine out of the way on this game because I've got Luther Burden over 107 and a half reception yards. He has put up 140 versus Vandy, 177 versus Memphis, 114 versus KSU. 117 versus Middle Tennessee State. And then the only time he's been under was their first game against South Dakota, but I don't really consider that much. I think he is a huge part of their offense. I think they find any way they possibly can to get him the ball. Uh, And with this LSU secondary being as weak as it is, uh, I think I looked up LSU secondary is 108th out of 130 uh, in FBS right now. and passing yards per game. So I'm taking Luther Burden over 107 and a half reception yards and over 65 points. Tuck, you absolute dog. I knew I should have gone before you. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. I had, when you I had, told me you had prop bets on every game, I was like, I know I got to get ahead of Daniel on this Tuck, one because I think un- he's been on Luther un- Believable. The- Listener, when you look at our reviews on this podcast, you'll notice the the common theme is the chemistry between the two of us. And boy, is it showing right now. Tuck, let me tell you my picks. I've got over 65. You nailed it. This one's going over. Two, two good quarterbacks, two good offenses, two teams that don't want to play any defense. I've got my guy, Luther Bird in the third. I actually, I've got all the props up through Sleeper app right now. Uh, and sleepers got Luther Burden the third at 105 and a half receiving yards. I'll take so, the two and a half yards. I know two two yards less. So I'll update my spreadsheet. Thank you. I've got LB three over 105 and a half yards. And then they also they put up Malik Neighbors, LSU's star wide receiver, this morning at 97 and a half yards. Give me the over on two of the best receivers in the SEC, listeners. Um, if we were to do an SEC wide receiver ranking, it, any ranking worth their salt would have both of these guys, Luther Burden III and Malik Neighbors in the top five. I think Malik Neighbors is probably going to be a top 15-ish pick in the NFL draft coming up after this year. So give me the over for Luther Burden at 105.5 and, and give me the over for Malik Neighbors at 97.5. So this is what I call an over game. I've got three over bets. Interesting to add. It looks like on the SEC, based on the final numbers last week, there were seven SEC games. 
all seven of them went over the total. Uh, and even if you go back to the week wow. before that, all four of the night games went over. So you've got, uh, based on the Vegas final number here, going on something, I think 11, that'd be 11 consecutive overs, which I don't know if there's data on this, but uh, if, you know, let me put the LSU game, I guess the Mississippi State game has the same start time, but I don't know if there's ever been uh, this many consecutive overs in the defensive conference of the SEC. You know, every week, every game is an independent event, so they can keep on. Uh, we'll we'll see if that happens, but I think that's something uh, to keep note of there. I like yeah, that. I noticed that too. I, I I bet two unders last week, and when I when I posted our results, I think I think my two unders were my two misses <laughs> last week, <laughs> and I I was like, all right, not betting any more unders. That that was the post on the Instagram, and so I I'm sticking to it. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I no goddamn I- unders this week. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, uh, the one one that was tough, I think, was the AM game last week because there were at least two defensive touchdowns, so that should have gone under by a good bit. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it was not 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 been a week and a half here for unders in the SEC. I love it. The SEC is an over league. I was actually uh, I was making fun of the SEC last week because I was like, "What are we, the Pac-12?" Because all these scores were going so high, and I thought, "Where's the where's the patented?" 15 to nine SEC game that we know and love, you know, where's the, where's the game where there's less than 400 total yards combined. That's classic SEC football. Uh, Lack of quarterbacks this year too, that we would, it would be the time to hit the unders, but I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, it just seems like, yeah, it seems like the SEC is getting with the times and it just, it seems like college football is becoming more of a, you know, high octane offense league and it seems like we're we're sort of falling falling in line which is good let's keep it moving the next game 12 p.m sec network western michigan goes to play mississippi state in starksville i'm sure we've got a lot of listeners chomping at the bit to place their bets on this game probably the worst game of the week in the sec we've got mississippi state giving 20 and a half and an over under of 56 and a half tuck why don't you kick us off on this one well, Dan, this is the one game of the week I, I'm not putting a bet on. I think Mississippi State's bad, and I honestly, I've never watched a Western Michigan game. I'm not going to pretend like I have. <laughs> um, I tried to look up some stats, but it, you know, it, every time I do that, I end up losing my bet when I just base it off of stats and not any sort of visual. So I said, screw it, I'm staying out of it. Uh, I mean. Mississippi State needs a good, easy win. They need to get back on their feet. So uh, hopefully they can, you know, take care of business at Western Michigan. Tuck, I like it. Uh, I'll go next, and then Alex will finish with you. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, you know, when everybody wants to zig, sometimes you need to zag. And uh, I, I've seen some, I, I, I've seen some action coming in on the over on this game, which I thought was interesting. Give me the under. I'm going back to back first two games. I, I said last week I'll never touch an over under because Vegas is too good. And my first two bets this week are over unders, but that's neither here nor there. Give me under 56 and a half. I like that because I do think Mississippi State's going to score. And I think Western Michigan's going to have a hard time because Mississippi State's got that great linebacker core. So I like Mississippi State stopping Western Michigan. I like Mississippi State also scoring, but I. I'm going to call my shot. I, th- I think this is going to be one of those like 30, 35, 38 to 10 
type games and it's going to be under under 56 and a half so i like the under here and then my prop bet folks uh this might be my lock of the week. So go ahead and stamp that lock of the week. Uh, Jaquavius Marks, who I think is one of the best running backs in the SEC. Um, he's paying out plus money on scoring a rushing touchdown. So give me a Jaquavius Marks rushing touchdown. I feel like that's a no brainer. Alex, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I love the contrarian under, uh, it's like a great way to, to start it out. Uh, first I got to say, if you've never seen a night game in Kalamazoo, Michigan with the Western <laughs> Michigan Broncos, especially late November when it's like negative wind chilled, uh, it's a fantastic, uh, mid season action game. Um, and great, great town name too, Kalamazoo. Uh, so I just, have, just have to add that as far as a pick on the game, um, I mean, I kind of agree. It's kind of a tricky one to even look at stats. Sometimes uh, I can definitely get a little uh, too cute myself trying to find numbers. So I've, I've tried to uh, have a rule where if you have an SEC team playing a home game against a MAC team, uh, pretty much always lean with the SEC. Um, I think I know Mississippi State's lost their last three games. They're also 0-3 against the spread. I think uh, I think the number's pretty much right, but I'll I'll lean on the on the Mississippi State side SEC team cover against the MAC. Uh, against uh, Western Michigan. I like it. Listeners, if you're wondering, um, Alex does have like, he's known for two things in Vegas when it comes to picking college football games. And that's for picking uh, Mac games. We call it the Mac (laughs) ship. And then I'm not kidding here. This isn't hyperbolic either. Uh, Alex is considered the guru of the service academies, folks. So we'll uh, we'll finish this episode by talking about some of the some of the outside of SEC games. But when this guy's picking Mac, you want to listen. It's like when Tuck's <laughs> picking against the SEC. When Tuck's picking against the SEC, you want to listen because he's on fire this season. And now, time for a quick commercial break. This podcast is sponsored by Pintail Site Preparation. The team at Pintail is providing the best site preparation work in Savannah, Georgia, and throughout the Lowcountry. If you need the best site prep team in the business, give Pintail a call. Pintail site preparation's goal is to deliver the highest quality, most cost-effective projects on schedule by supporting motivated, flexible, and focused teams, while most importantly emphasizing on safety. If it's site preparation you want to nail, go ahead and call Pintail. Pintail site preparation, the best in Georgia and the low country. I like it. Let's keep it moving. Uh, we're two games in. Let's go to that third game. This is a really interesting one for me, and, and I'll kick us off on this one. So that's Alabama playing at Kyle Field College Station, uh, Texas. They're playing Texas A&M. So Alabama at Texas A&M. Alabama giving one point over under at 46. I went back and forth on this one, guys. I... My initial thought was, oh, Alabama giving one point. Of course. Of course you take Alabama, right? That's that's the the common sense decision. Texas A&M's quarterback, Connor Wagman's out for the season. Alabama's starting to find their identity. You know, their their quarterback situation is uh, is clear now. They had a good week last week against Mississippi State. But you know what? Once again, when everybody's going to zig, I'm going to zag. Give me Texas A&M at home, plus one. I'm going to call my shot here. Uh, I, I think Texas A&M is going to win this football football game. I think Max Johnson is going to play well. I, I've got Texas A&M plus one. 
I think this Texas A&M defensive line is going to be super disruptive. I think we're going to see them continue to shine. For the folks that have been watching Alabama, that Alabama offensive line is talented in terms of recruiting rankings, but has not played well. So I've got Texas A&M being disruptive. And the prop here, give me Jalen Milrow under 199 passing yards. I think he's going to scramble a lot. I think he's going to be running for his life. I don't see him throwing for a lot of yards this game. So Milrow under 199 passing yards. Alex, what are your thoughts on this one? I, I could not have said it better myself. I, uh, I, I've, you know, I've been a little like wishy-washy on the first two picks. This one you can go ahead and say is my SEC lock of the week, uh, and I'll expect to be widely ridiculed if I get it wrong. I'm, I'm with you. I'm going Texas A&M. Love uh, it. Giggle Maggie's at home. Uh, you, you know, you touched on some of it, but basically, uh, I'm, I'm sold on A&M. You look, uh, it's, you've only had a couple SEC games so far, but they, uh, they played Auburn and they totally shut Auburn down. Uh, and then you looked at what Georgia did. Um, I know Georgia hasn't covered a game yet, uh, which we'll get into later, but they're still Georgia. Auburn looked good against them. Um, and in the same light, uh, A&M just played Arkansas and totally crushed them. Uh, I think Arkansas had like a hundred something yards um, and Arkansas uh, just hung with LSU who we established as a bad defense, but it's still pretty good. So um, I think A&M uh, Max Johnson looked good too. I mean, I, I actually bet against them last week too, because Weigman was out, but Johnson seems to be uh, just as good. So um, I'm on the A&M train and, and on the countering Alabama side, I mean, typically not smart to go against uh, Saban, especially laying barely a point or 1.1 1. 1 and a half, whatever it is. But I think uh, they really still have not been all that impressive. I mean, um, the margin was wide last game against Mississippi State, but it was three turnovers, three turnover differential. And uh, really just uh, don't 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 think they have it together quite as much. I think it's going to be a tough ask for them to win on the road um, against what appears to be a pretty solid A&M team. I love it. Well, boys, I'm excited to say we got a three-way lock here. Oh, boy. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I'm picking a and you know, I, I was looking at this similar to the Texas game last year it, or, it, or earlier this year and going back to last year. I mean, th- the games were came down to the last second and, and I think A&M has actually taken that step forward. I think this is a better A&M team. And I think it's a worse Alabama team. And then we were talking earlier in the week about how important home field advantages in the SEC and A&M's got one of the best home field advantages of anyone. Oh, yeah. um, and so I do think, I mean, everyone thinks Alabama's back just because they beat the crap out of a bad Mississippi State team. But I put that more on Mississippi State uh, being that bad. I think A&M has really shown growth. And I think this is going to be Jimbo Fisher's kind of game to move him forward and 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 get everyone excited about A&M again. I, I, I've taken them at plus one and, uh, but I'm also, I'm just excited for this game. I, I think it's going to be awesome. I think we got two really good defenses. Um, and, and also I want to point out, I, I do think this A&M team crazy enough to say, I think they're better with their backup quarterback than they were with Connor Wagman. And I, not necessarily because Mac Johnson is better. I don't know what it is. I just feel like the team is rallying around him more than they were before. And, and since he has come in the game and started for AM, they have been a different football team. Tuck, I agree. And, and Max Johnson, there's a 
there's a swagger about him. Did you notice that? I mean, he, obviously he's, a, he's huge, but there's like a, there's a swagger about him that I really like. And I think the team, I, I think you nailed it. I think the team's rallying around him. I mean, I, I think he looks like a really dynamic quarterback. You know, I love Evan Stewart, the receiver. The guy I've been most impressed with is they're absolutely, I mean, just electric, electric punt returner, Anaya Smith. This team has some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And then I look at the defensive side of the ball. I, I think this is going to be the like welcome, welcome to the national show, Walter Nolan. I think that guy's going to have himself a day. So I'm pumped for this game. I, I This is game of the week for me in the SEC. Yeah, I will say I wanted to take the under in this game, but I told Instagram that I wouldn't. So I'm not going to do it. I'm sticking with AM. You can't lie on our Instagram talk. Very important. <laughs> and, Very and Daniel, important. I think we'd, we'd be remiss if we had if we didn't say uh, Texas A&M was the other team that we changed up in the contest at the week ten last year, and they cost us. So, oh, um, so you're blaming it all on Georgia? It, it, it was two. It was two SEC teams, but I think we're. Uh, I think this is a new Texas A&M team, and Texas A&M is gonna is gonna get us right this year. Oh. Gosh, that that yeah, that reminds me reminds me of the the sadness. I was a uh, I was our SEC expert, quote unquote expert last year, and took us away from two SEC games that we probably should have <laughs> stayed with. Oh, hate that. Oh, it's all right. No, I it was. I take the blame. I think I changed it up last minute. Uh, but regardless, uh, even though they're somehow better this year, even though they had uh, who was it? A chain who's now a beast with the Dolphins. Oh, he's that so guy good. was awesome. They should have been good last year too, but. Uh, but I love that we're all three on the same side. So uh, we'll either all celebrate or I'll be very wrong together. That's right. There you go. There you go. I like it. All right. Next game. This is a fun one for me. The Vanderbilt Commodores going down to the swamp. Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in Gainesville, Florida, playing the Florida Gators. Florida giving 18 and a half points over under 51. Alex, drop some knowledge on us. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go uh, what's always a great move and bet Vandy. Uh, give give me all the points. Not covered in five straight games. They've not covered at all this year. They're 0-6. Uh, and I think that might be my theme um, for the next couple picks here. I don't think Vandy or Georgia is going to go 0-12 against the spread. Uh, so <laughs> I, think, I think Vandy might be more likely than Georgia. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Vandy. Partly that game of the year against Utah. Uh, I still sorted like Nappy Nap, Billy Napier at that point, and uh, it just was so frustrating to watch. Uh, every time they have a good game, like against Tennessee, they follow it up with like playing Charlotte and not even coming close to covering. I mean, they beat Charlotte by 15. Um, so I feel like this is a game Florida could get past the number, just do something dumb and. Uh, get it back within 18 and a half. So I just have no com confidence on Florida. And I think Vandy will uh, at some point cover a game against the spread. I like it. Going with the Commodores. Tuck, what are your thoughts? I'm along the same lines, but and I, I wanted to bet Vandy here, but then I saw the first half line at Vandy plus 10. And I like oh. that way more. Because um, this Florida team seems to be – I've been hearing and seeing some rumblings about some issues in the clubhouse. Um, they're, they're having 
people want the ball more that aren't getting the ball. And, and, and then at the end of the game last week, they didn't all go and, and do the song after the game in the, in the corner of the end zone. Uh, I think they were all pissed. And I, I, I don't, I just feel like this team is starting to quit a little bit. Um, now I also think that Florida is significantly bigger, better, stronger than Vandy. So, I could see them flexing their muscles in the second half after it's close and, and kind of running away with it, which is what scares me a little bit from the full 18 and a half. But if you're going to give me 10 in the first half with Vandy, I'm taking it. And that that's my bet. I like it. Talk a little first half bet. That's uh, that one cool. came out of nowhere and I'm a fan. Alex, I'm with you. Ding, ding, ding. Give me Vanderbilt plus 18 and a half. Anchor down, folks. Um, uh, I've been a supporter of this Vanderbilt team throughout the podcast. I think that is, I think that's fairly obvious for the folks who are listening. I don't think this Florida team's very good. I think 18 and a half is a lot of points. Let's just say I think Vandy seals the deal and covers the spread listeners. For those of you that aren't, that don't get the joke and to my two co-hosts that didn't laugh. Uh, Ken, <laughs> Ken, Ken Seals is the new quarterback. Vanderbilt's new starter. Vanderbilt seals the deal. Now, now we're all on the same page. Yeah. It's a, I'm it's embarrassed. A little, I didn't get that. It's a little name humor. So Vanderbilt's new <laughs> Vanderbilt's quarterback is not AJ Swan. It's uh it's Ken Seals. Now he played last week against Missouri. He looked good. I don't love Florida's secondary uh, and Vanderbilt's got the three headed receiving monster that you all know and love JD McGowan, Will Shepard, you name it, just studs, studs, uh, studs at the receiving position. Uh, and I like Vanderbilt covering this one, but I told you I'd give you a prop for every game and I'm going to go Florida route. We know him from the Odell Beckham-like catch a couple weeks ago. Ricky Pearsall, Florida's number one receiver, has something like 33 34% of their target share, which is ridiculous. Um, and his over-under, folks, is 61 and a half yards. So he's, he's covered that in every game except one this year. So I like Ricky Pearsall going over 61 and a half yards. We know Vanderbilt's defense is not very good. Their secondary is not very good. So I think Ricky Pearsall comfortably covers the over 61 and a half receiving yards and probably even goes over 100 receiving yards because we've seen it. Graham Mertz uh, is accurate. He he can get the football to Ricky Pearsall. He's, he's having a good little season. So give me Pearsall over and give me Vanderbilt covering. Love it. So is that all three of us on Vanderbilt? All three of us anchor down with the Commodores. Yeah, almost wow. a full log. Almost a full sweep. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, and I'd be remiss to say I do think Florida wins this football game. I just think Vanderbilt covers the spread for all of our Florida listeners. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, that I'm might be pretty you. obvious. But within 18. Yeah, Florida wins at home, but they're going to win this one within 18 and a half. I like it. All right, folks, this is the big one. So, Tuck, we're going to have to start with you. The, our, our favorite, Kentucky, playing the Wildcats, playing the Georgia Bulldogs, 
Sanford Stadium, Athens, Georgia, a tricky little line here. UGA giving 14 and a half over under 47 and a half. Tuck, talk to me as our Georgia expert. So here's my thoughts on this game. And we, we, we got a night game in Athens. Yep. We got Georgia team that has finally kind of opened up their offense. I, I think the second half against Auburn is what we're going to get more of in this game. Uh, where you saw Brack Bauer, Brock Bowers letting loose. Uh, Lad McConkey is back. I mean, last game was his first game back. I think he is going to be showing off way more in this game. I think he was more of a decoy last game. Uh, but having him back in the lineup and having a borderline, you know, fully strong Georgia offense is going to be big in this game. Uh, and I, I think Georgia's going to flex its muscles. And I, I didn't want to take Georgia because I've taken Georgia twice now. And as we've talked about already, they, they have not covered a game yet. But I feel like this is the game we finally see Georgia break out. After this week, people are going to start being like, oh, this is the Georgia team that we've been waiting for. And we're going to, I think we're still going to have a little bit of question marks on defense because I, I do think Kentucky's going to probably run the ball for 140 yards on us, but I don't think they can really throw it on us. I think it's going to be similar to the Auburn game, except our offense is going to show up way more than they did in the first half of that Auburn game. So give me Georgia minus 14 and a half. And if they don't hit this week, I won't take Georgia for the rest of the year. Wow. Listeners. Wow. That is a, that's quite the, that's quite the self-imposed punishment tuck. No more betting on Georgia. If they don't cover this week. At a certain point, you got to get superstitious and, and, and stop doing what you're doing. You know, I love it. Well, Listener, uh, that's a great transition from the master of transitions himself. Uh, I've got Tuck not betting on Georgia for the rest of the year. That's going to be my bet. I've got Kentucky plus 14 and a half. I like Mark Stoops. I think this is a powerhouse of a Kentucky team. I think this is the best sec, excuse me, LOL. This is the second best team in the SEC East behind Georgia. Give me Kentucky covering. But for the listeners, I've talked to you about props. I've mentioned the sleeper app. I have got a four-player all-Georgia prop. I think Kentucky <laughs> covers. I think they cover the 14 and a half. But I think Georgia is going to continue to ramp things up on offense. Give me Brock Bowers over 70 and a half receiving yards. I think that's an absolute lock. Uh, we know Carson Beck loves to target Bowers. We saw him in the fourth quarter of that Auburn game. I think he had tuck what 120 something yards in a quarter. Yeah, this is a guy on a massive hot streak who's going to get a lot of touches. So give me Brock Bowers over 70 and a half. Give me Lad McConkey over 40 and a half receiving yards. That just feels way too low for me. It, it, it seems like 40 is the floor for McConkey in a game like this. Give me the kicker Woodring making a field goal. Believe it or not, that's paying positive money. Um, his over-under field goals at 0 0.5. So give me a, give me one field goal and then give me my guy. I've been, as listeners, as you know, I've been taking this every week and it's hit every single week. I've taken it three weeks in a row. Give me, uh, is it Dijon Tuck? Dijon Edwards? Dijon. 
Dejan, give me my guy, Dejan Edwards, anytime touchdown. I think he's the guy when Georgia gets close to the end zone, he's the guy they give the rock to. They overpower you and he scores a three yard touchdown. It happens literally every week. So those are my four Georgia props, but give me Kentucky cover in the 14 and a half. Dan, I just want to point out real quick before Alex goes, all of your prop bets have gone against your regular bets, which I just think is hilarious. <laughs> you've, got, you've got the under you got the under on the Mississippi State game, which Gabriel Smart's scoring a touchdown. You've got yeah. over Georgia on touchdowns and receiving yards on everything, but you're picking Kentucky. Love it. You've got I guess the you don't you've got the over on the LSU game with uh everyone going over on the receiving yards. So I'll I'll give you that. But then we'll you've got it. Vandy winning with Pearsall getting over 61 and a half yards. Tuck, I just this think is, it's hilarious. This is, this is becoming like first take, and now we have to argue like uh, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. Uh, Missouri over under 65. I've got both receivers going high, so that checks. Check mark. Yeah, Mississippi State under 56 and a half, of course, but Jaquavius Marks is going to score a rushing touchdown, so that's a no-brainer. That feels negligible. Uh, Texas A&M plus row Milrow under passing yards, Texas A&M winning that checks Vanderbilt plus 18 and a half, but Ricky Pierce saw getting his, I, I think that's fair. And then, yeah, I've got all the Georgia guys going over, but I like this Kentucky team. So that it's really just the one where I've been contradictory, <laughs> let the record state. So I, I, Georgia I, boys. I will say, I forgot to write down the under passing yards for Alabama and Jalen Milrow. So Tisk tisk tisk. The data, <laughs> the data doesn't lie, Tuck. The data doesn't lie. Um, and honestly, the I, I don't feel great about Kentucky plus 14 and a half. I'm not actually going to bet that personally, because uh, I think that's a, a juicy little nugget of a line. But I I do like my Georgia boys. I like my four overs on the Georgia side. So that that's probably the bet I'm gonna take. Alex? Oh. Yeah, Bring us uh, well, I'll say too, co- correlation is overrated anyway. You you do you with the prop bets. Thank <laughs> you. That's, that's <laughs> correlated. Uh, that's the yeah. support I need. Exactly. So I like it. Uh, I'm glad to be the tiebreaker here. And I, uh, I think I hinted at it earlier, but I'm going to go Georgia breaking the streak, finally getting a cover. It's one of those. You talk about zig and zagging. I think like there's just enough love on Kentucky now because they crush Florida at home. They're undefeated. Uh, but I think – as we established, Florida is a little bit not that good, a little overrated uh, themselves, and so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Georgia. You know, the, the number as you hinted at, it's a little tricky too. It's like, well, why is it 14 and a half when Kentucky looks to be pretty good? So I'm gonna go Georgia. I'm also gonna go under there, as we talked about in so many overs. But this seems like an under to me. Both teams are gonna run the ball, stop the run. Um, I think it's one of those where like. Kentucky betters might be happy in the first quarter, two quarters, and then it, maybe they just don't score at halftime. Georgia gets 14 points, and you end up like something like 24 to 7, uh, something like that. So that's that's what I'm going to say. Oh, so you've got a dominant performance by the Georgia defense. You think they shut down Kentucky in this Ray Davis rushing attack. Is that right? I do. Yeah, I mean, I think the defense is still really good for Georgia, um, whether they have you know may not have shown it uh, against and big amounts this year but yeah i think i think they can stop i think especially when you get a more one-dimensional team or at least you know that's the question right we'll see if kentucky can throw it but i think they'll go into it to shut down the run and i think okay doing that um and i think it'll be a low scoring game alex you make a good point for a kentucky team that's five and oh 
you know, ranked. People are giving them a lot of love. Devin Leary has been like hauntingly bad. This is not the Devin Leary we saw at NC State. I mean, he's been he's been let's call it out. He's been really bad. So it'll it'll be interesting to see him go against the best secondary that'll go against this season, which is UGA. Yeah, and just to add to it a little bit, I do think that the Kentucky rushing attack is different from the Auburn rushing attack because Devin Leary can't run the ball like the Auburn quarterbacks could have done. I felt like Auburn did a really good job at keeping UGA on their heels that whole game by mixing up the runs um, and and putting in different quarterbacks in different situations. and, and, And that's kind of what stifled UGA's defense and what made it look not as good as it should be. Uh, so, and, and I think they've got a statement to make because of that game. I, I, I think they show up big. And now time for a quick commercial break. This podcast is actually sponsored by The Cottage Shop, the premier wedding shop in Savannah, Georgia, and your one-stop shop for wedding registry, fine china, calligraphy, and custom invitation design. The Cottage Shop, where weddings happen. All right, this next game, I've got uh, South Carolina losing to their bye week. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, burn South Carolina. Take that. Steve, You've Alex, you've probably noticed part of my anti-South Carolina persona on this pod. I've been uh, really disappointed in my Gamecocks, but they've got a bye week. Yeah. Listener, so let's, uh, let's not worry too much about them. So Very who do y'all have next week, Dan? Uh, Florida, I think. Is that right, Alex? Florida? Yeah, we've right. got Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Florida next week. I I could see y'all winning that game, and Dan comes right back in, back oh, in high I as hell and saying, oh, we are, we're right we're there. Back. We're, we're back, we, we baby. We deserve to be in the top six and, and getting one of those big bowl games. I love it. That's some good foreshadowing for Tuck. We'll be at Florida. We'll be three and three, and I'll come back and talk about how we're uh, – how we're back and how we just beat a good Florida team after I've been hating on Florida all season. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love that. South Carolina fans. Yeah, it, it, it's the roller coaster ride that that I enjoy riding with y'all. Okay, Tuck. Well, I'll keep going back to this. We were better than you when we were in college, so just let the record stay. Yeah, we were yeah, better yeah. when we were in college, and we'll never be better again. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Final game. <laughs> You never know. Thank you. Shane Beamer, Lenora Sellers, the future 2025. All right. Final game, 7.30 p.m. SEC Network, Arkansas Razorbacks going to Vaught-Hemingway Stadium in the beautiful, I love Oxford, Mississippi, the beautiful Oxford, Mississippi, playing Ole Miss. Ole Miss giving 11 and a half over under another high one, folks, 62 and a half. Alex, walk us through it. Yeah, this would be uh, this would be an interesting one. I think uh, I'm going to go with the Ole Miss Rebels at home. Um, Arkansas let me down last week, uh, and I do think, uh, as I mentioned, Texas A&M is pretty good. So it may just be that they'll look better. But Anna, or excuse me, Arkansas did not look very good. I believe uh, the tight end uh, Haas, however you say it, is out as well, and he was their big target against LSU. So, you know, um, it's one of those where I could see either Ole Miss covering or if uh, or if the defense is really bad again for them, you know, Arkansas could straight pull up the upset. But I'm going to lean towards Ole Miss uh, getting away from the offense is a lot better than Arkansas. 
and I think they managed to pull away. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Ole Miss Rebels here on this one. I like it. All right, Tuck, what are you thinking? I got another first half bet for you here, Dan. I like it. The first half man himself. So Ole Miss, and I wanted to go back and look up some stats, but I I, I didn't have time to. So we can take that out or whatever. But Ole Miss has been starting off these games real hot. I feel like Lane Kiffin has got a knack for for drawing up the first four series and then kind of forgetting what he was doing and what was working and what wasn't working. Um, and so when I looked at this game and I saw Ole Miss only favored by six and a half in the first half, I thought that was the juicy bet of this game, and I want to take it. Uh, I just feel like they're going to come out Stomp on Arkansas early. I do think Arkansas probably claws back. Uh, I mean, LSU kind of did the same thing. They clawed back, though, in the second quarter. So I'm, I'm hoping Ole Miss can hold them off for a little bit longer and just hold out for a touchdown uh, through the first half. But I, I see them taking care of business in the first half. Give me Ole Miss by a touchdown. Tuck, I like it. I, listener, I'm not going to lie to you. I had Ole Miss minus 11 and a half, similar to Alex. Uh, ding, ding, ding. We all like Ole Miss. But Tuck's convinced me, Old Miss first half, minus six and a half, as they say in the movies, you had me at hello, Tuck. That feels like <laughs> an absolute no-brainer. Give me Old Miss leading by a true touchdown, a true seven at halftime. And then my, uh, my prop bet, listeners, which does correlate with that bet once again. For the fifth out of six, <laughs> for the fifth out of six times, give me Rocket Sanders under 70 and a half yards. Rocket Sanders has been hurt. That is Raheem Sanders. Of course, he's been hurt. He hasn't had over 60 yards in a game this season, and they've got his over under at 60 and a half. Give me the under. I know what you're thinking, but Daniel, Ole Miss doesn't play defense. Well, right back to you, listener, but listener, Arkansas doesn't give Rocket Sanders a majority of the touches. This guy doesn't have a ton of touch share. He's not producing at a high clip. I know preseason he's one of the better running backs in the SEC. That hasn't been the case this year. He's been hurt. I like him under 60 and a half. I like Ole Miss minus six and a half. I'm not going to add any props, but I like Jackson Dart in this game. I like Jordan Watkins in this game. I like Trey Harris in this game. I kind of like Quinshaw Judkins in this game. So give me the Ole Miss offense, scored a bunch of points, and covering that uh, first half six and a half and that overall 11 and a half. So we're all aligned. Love it. That was a lot of agreement, boys. We're, we're going to be either real good or real bad this week. <laughs> we're going to be really good. And really good. Chuck, I hope you're keeping track of these because I haven't been. So. I, I, I've got them all down. Don't <laughs> worry, you. Love it. Love it. Uh, listener, we've talked about the SEC. You don't bring Alex the Shark Brown on this podcast. Literally the one of the biggest survivor experts in the world. That's not, once again, not hyperbole. That's just a fact. Alex, I'd love, I'd love it. Give me your uh give me your NFL survivor picks this week for our listeners that are still in survivor leagues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, happy to still be alive in the Survivor. And uh, this this week, I will say, uh, is is pretty straightforward. And also, uh, you know, doing it, getting a little advantage that we're doing this late on a Thursday night, and the Bears are up on the Commanders, uh, twenty seven to three at halftime, which may have been a third option for some people. Um, uh, so it looks like anyone that did take a Thursday night, uh, Washington is not going to stay in. 
Um, but anyway, to this week, I will say, and probably for the next two weeks, just go against uh, either the Giants or the Panthers. Uh, I mean, Panthers had the Lions. Lions are pretty good, 10-point spread. Giants had whatever it was, got sacked like 12 times uh, on Monday. Hard to see them beating the Dolphins. Um, and then they have hard road games the next two weeks. So next two weeks, I think, just bet against either of those teams and you'll be all right. There you go, listeners. If you're still in and your if, Survivor League, keep it if, simple. Dolphins and, I, and uh, Lions. If we have time, I have bonus two bonus college picks outside of the SEC if any oh. listeners are wanting to uh, make some some cash on that. Alex, not only do we have time, I was actually going to – that was our next segue. Give me – because I know uh, – I, I wasn't joking when I talked about Alex. He's, he's, he's one of the most popular service academy pickers. Yeah, <laughs> that th- there is. That's just a fact. Uh they call him the the master of the service academies. So give me give me your outside of uh give me your outside SEC picks and then give me your service academy lock of the week. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, let me uh well let me start with the service academies. I, I do love the service academies. So I'm gonna take a small line. Army at home, only laying three against Boston College. Uh, number is a little fishy because it's like Boston College is pretty bad. Why are they only getting three? But it's one. Even if the numbers suggest BC, I'll take the fight of a as you said, I love the service academy. I'll take the fight of Army at home. Um, I'd be surprised if they lose that one. Um, so that's my service academy pick. But my, I'll call it my two locks. One especially I'll lead off with. Uh, take us a little bit out of the southeast part of the country. Uh, but if anyone's paying attention to Iowa, it's been pretty well documented that their offensive coordinator has to average 25 points per game. Uh, this year in order to be retained um, a little nepotism there of course because he's the son of the coach uh, <laughs> that's one of the most fun storylines in all of college football right now yeah, I agree it's the best storyline and it's even better because it's it's pretty obvious he's not going to get to 25 so it's kind of like <laughs> watching uh, the Titanic sink at this point now you're going <laughs> to watch the credits and as a better it's pretty good because you get about whatever it is eight more games seven more games to bet against them and uh this is one of those. Um, quarterback is also out for Iowa, so they're on their backup. Uh, and you're going against the Purdue team that, uh, you know, people might see the record, but uh, they're actually not bad. They've had some bad turnover luck, but they're improving with a new coach, and they have some talent, and they're a dog. Uh, Iowa can still be a tough place to play, but Purdue's way better offensively. Iowa uh, will struggle uh, once again uh, to get to 25 points and uh, take the Boilermakers. The Boiler up for the positive money. They're going to get the road win. Alex, I just, our investigative data team just crunched some numbers. It looks like Iowa is currently averaging 22 points per game. So they're not too far off the 25. Uh, keep in mind though, they've also played their non-conference, which includes like Utah state. Uh, and I'm Western Michigan. Blame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you mentioned so earlier. Yeah. They they've got played. the gauntlet coming up. Yeah, yeah. So they need to be like honestly, they need to be at thirty-two instead of twenty-two at this point in the season. Um, you know. So, listener, I've uh, I've received some new information. Iowa is one of the worst offensive teams in Power Five college football. That's a fact. Uh, it looks like they beat Western Michigan forty-one to ten. So uh, that Mississippi State Western Michigan under is looking a little fishy right now. I didn't I didn't have that data before I made the pick. So we'll so see. The funny, the funny thing too about the Iowa having to get twenty five that includes any defensive touchdowns. And Iowa last year they had like ten defensive touchdowns. I know they've had at least one this year. So like they're not even going to get twenty five, and that's with a defense that gets like <laughs> the most defensive touchdowns of any team in, in college football. 
So that's how bad the offense is. And, and, and that's with like, you know, McNamara was pretty good, the old Michigan quarterback. So now that he's out, so they're even going to be more one, you know, just more terrible in offense is my, is my prediction. And I don't think, I think Purdue's better than people think. You know, so they you wrote like, that into that contract thinking like, all right, don't worry. The, the defense will take care of half of this. Like, all, all you really got to do is put up 14 points a game. Em- embarrassingly so, I agree. <laughs> so, Alex, you like Purdue plus two and a half against Iowa, right? Two and a half and money line too, you know. Um, yes, so I like I like everything anti-Iowa like this week. And that one is uh, that one's on Peacock, folks. That's the first game oh, wow. I've seen on uh, Peacock, so very exciting. That's interesting, I don't know that. Yeah. All right, Alex. That's your lock one. Who's your lock two? Yeah, that's the main lock. The second one, um, you know, of course, Dion and the Buffs have been the talk of college football. Um, I think there's going to be opportunities. Um, quite a few to fade them just with how much love they're getting. And this is one of them. Um, road, road favorite at Arizona State. Arizona State, maybe not the most talent this year, but I like their coach and they've been fighting. Uh, they they hung with USC for a while, same way Buffalo or same way Colorado did last week. And uh, I, I like Arizona State. If you haven't heard of uh, Cameron Scadaboo, running back for Arizona State, uh, you know, looks like he could barely make the JV team, but he has uh, Rudy style grit, toughness. Uh, I think Arizona State, because because of the you know attention Colorado has been getting, they'll be pumped up to play the game. Four and a half is a pretty good number as a home dog. Gets crazy in Tempe, and uh, I like Arizona State to uh, definitely keep it close. I think they probably win it, but that's my my second. Get in there and fade, fade Dion. Like I'm, I'm a hater, as he would say. A Dion—that's our second celebrity guest. That's been a Dion hater, that's which right. is hilarious. This is a turning into an anti Dion Sanders podcast. Even though I, I kind of like Dion Sanders, but the I more we say I Colorado like and Dion Sanders, the more listeners we're going to get. So we we need to we need to juice those numbers up, Dan. That's a good point. Be like ESPN, Dallas Cowboys, LeBron James, Dion Sanders. Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor Swift, Travis <laughs> Kelsey. Uh, and then Arizona State, I don't know if this guy's still the starter or not, but he was a, a five-star recruit, Jaden Rashada. He was the guy that uh, the Florida NIL Collective was like, we'll give you $13 million to commit. So he commits to Florida, and then the NIL Collective goes like, oh, yeah, no, we can't pay you that. So then he decommits and commits to Arizona State. Yeah. After story. Oh yeah, I will say I think he's hurt this week, but um, but they they've been playing the other guy anyway, so I th- I think he'll still be all right. But yeah, I, I that would be better if he was playing. All right, folks, we're right on time. I think that's it. A great betting extravaganza episode. That was a wild ride, listeners. Uh, you know, bet bet gamble, bet responsibly. Right, I, th- I think we need to say that. Um, but also, we are not responsible for any of your deficits. So do yeah. not knock on my door. Great call out. Yeah, we we are not responsible for any of your wins or losses. Uh, we we do not accept any responsibility. I'm trying to think of the legal ease. I think that's well put. Don't come but also this. Yeah, if I can just add, we have all winners this week. So go ahead and bet the mortgage on this particular week. <laughs> like, <laughs> we've got we've got a bunch of locks and a professional gambler telling you why. So if there's ever a week to to go with the big SEC guys, this is the week to do it. I will say I've never felt more confident than me coming in with all my picks and Alex just going along with them. I was like, all right, I I must be doing pretty good. You're sharp. We must be onto something here. Absolutely. Let's call it out. You've been, Tuck's been hot this season, folks. Tuck's making money this season. 
when it comes to the classical bets, I'm definitely not making money. But when you're looking at the player props, I'm uh, I'm as hot as I've ever been. So maybe stick with Tuck and Alex on the picks and then maybe throw in a few just for fun props from me. And I think you've got yourself a nice a nice slate of successful bets for the weekend. Make the games a little more fun. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Big SEC Guys. We are now on Apple Podcast and Spotify Podcast. Please follow, like, subscribe, and leave a review if you've enjoyed the show. The end.